Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. Aloha, I'm Lynn Kawano with another episode of The Other Side of Paradise. Photographer Peter Tang and I visited Arizona, specifically the Saguaro Correctional Center, where a thousand Hawaii prisoners are being housed. The facility, privately owned and managed by Core Civic, was built to ease overcrowding here. We were there for the Makahiki celebration, the first since 2019, after the pandemic shut down programs at Saguaro. The program was impressive, a show of culture that we never expected. As the sun rises, the ancient Hawaiian practice begins. But this makahiki celebration is taking place in near freezing temperatures, surrounded by barbed wire on a rec yard, often used for pickup basketball. The men participating, prisoners, serving their time in the Saguaro Correctional Center in Arizona. Makahiki was seen as a sacred time in ancient Hawaii, marking the start of the rainy season and a four-month period of peace and prosperity. At Saguaro, prisoners work to honor the traditions, staying as true to form as possible, given the security restrictions. Eugene Ruiz, who was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole for murder, has been a key part of the hula halau in Saguaro. It's our connection back to, to back home. Yeah? Uh, we get sent up to the mainland, and unless you're getting paroled or you max out, you're pretty much stuck up here. Yeah? Ruiz says the new leadership has made the cultural practice a priority. So why not take advantage? Uh, of the opportunity that this administration give us. They allow us to practice our religion, our culture, our hula. That is our lifeline back to the Aina back home. A landmark lawsuit in 2017 forced the Arizona prison to allow inmates to hold religious services. Native Hawaiian practices are now an integral part of the prison. On this day, 75 Hawaii inmates were allowed to participate. Sean Weed is the new warden at Saguaro. To reduce recidivism, we've got to keep them connected to their culture and to their family. That's their, their best opportunity. Eric Vance serves as a prison kumu. He has been teaching others the traditions and language for 20 years in various facilities, even before Saguaro was built. We need to pass it and teach this younger generation. Learning and practicing ancient traditions count as credit for the prisoners while giving them a sense of native pride. And the administration says the camaraderie means less conflict inside as they work toward common goal. The Halau is one of several programs offered at Sawaro. Halava Correctional Center did offer hula, but many of the programs in the Oahu facility shut down during COVID and remain that way.
Kristen Johnson is the coordinator for the State Correctional Systems Oversight Commission, a newly created body to help with all the issues the Corrections Department had been facing. Johnson says programs are crucial for those facing long prison sentences. You know, the facilities here are deeply understaffed, deeply. And this is nationwide, this isn't just Hawaii. Staff are working 16 or 24 hour shifts consistently. Um, so they're exhausted, they're tired, they're showing up and they're working so hard. And to be told that you have to stay and miss this time with your family, to miss time to even just do basic simple things like banking, you know, it's just they're constantly at the facility. And that's overtime that's being paid again and again and again. And so when you're thinking about how to get people in and how to get people to like apply to be an officer, right? One thing that they could do is consider a schedule change. And so a lot of hospitals and other jurisdictions have switched to 12 hour shifts because it creates a situation where officers are working four days on, three days off, three days on, four days off. And when people know that they have those four days off coming up, they don't call in as much. They don't use as much vacation. They show up to their shifts. I mean, there's incredible research about this and so I did bring that up to the department um, not in an official way yet I am working on a recommendation with the union um, you know to make an official recommendation for that um, but that's something that would be really appealing for workers coming in because that's something that you know different agencies can't offer that the department could and that's a situation where officers who are working there now they may want to stay and continue and so that would help with the overtime that would help with the staff shortages which affect escorting it affects programs I mean it affects everything the facilities can't run without staff Overcrowding at Hawaii's facilities are a major problem, especially at the Oahu Community Correctional Center, the state's largest jail. The facilities are well overdue to be replaced, um, and I know that that's not always a very popular opinion because that does come with a price tag, um, but ultimately, you know, it sounds like you've seen the facilities, you've seen the condition that they're in. Um, they need to be replaced, particularly the jails. They're well overdue. Um, they're overcrowded. Replacing OCCC is on hold right now after a $15 million request for more design was rejected by lawmakers. Some wanted to focus on bail reform instead. The Department of Public Safety Director Tommy Johnson said they will make the request again this session. I think everyone's frustrated who supports the replacement of OCCC because it's needed, but I think the legislature did have some valid concerns and we hope to answer those concerns and obtain the funding. If funding comes through and plans for the new jail move forward, Kristen Johnson hopes the department incorporates some of the design of Saguaro. My initial thoughts was that it was really well laid out. Um, I really liked how they had a lot of the programming and recreation right in the center, so it makes movement very easy. A lot of the different populations don't have to mix in order to escort. 
That helps with safety concerns. Thompson says it decreases the amount of guards needed to do escorts. She realizes that not everyone in the community is happy about the state paying for a new jail, but she does hope it will save taxpayers in the long run. You know, you would have better conditions. You wouldn't have um, as much destructiveness. A lot of times people in custody, if they're locked in a long time, they start breaking things. You know, they'll break toilets, they'll bring sinks, et cetera, et cetera. Riots have cost the state millions in damage and for repairs, and millions more have been paid out in lawsuits. Lawsuits are a huge, huge issue. So what many people may not know is that there are actually federal standards as to um, you know, the conditions of confinement for prisons and jails. So these federal standards had originally come out in 1980, and since then, uh, many different organizations have continued to build on them based on different lawsuits that have happened across the country. And so, um, you know, they're very, very specific. I mean, even as far as, you know, you have to have a mattress that's 12 inches off the floor. I mean, very specific. And, um, you know, from what I've seen, the facilities just are not able to follow these standards. You know, they don't have the money, they don't have the resources, they don't have anything they need. They have severe overcrowding, they're understaffed. I mean, the list goes on. So what happens is, you know, people sue, the department loses or pays out, and that's taxpayer money. A lot of people don't care about prisoners. Let's be honest, a lot of people don't care. Um, they don't care if they're locked inside. Mm -hmm. Why should they care? How, how does it impact the others outside? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I bring up frequently is that the vast majority of these people are coming back out. The vast majority of these people are gonna come back out and be your neighbor. You know, they're, they're gonna be friends with your family. I mean, the list goes on, they're part of your community. And so it's easy to say, well, they're locked up, it's not my problem, et cetera, et cetera, but it is. You know, because this is our community that's locked up and the vast majority are coming out. In addition to that, I do wanna highlight the difference between jails and prisons because I think that that can get lost sometimes. So jails are specifically for people who have not been sentenced yet, so they're going through their trial, or for people who have been sentenced for less than a year. And so, um, you know, to focus on the conditions of those who haven't even been sentenced, you know, many of them could be innocent. Many of them may not be able to afford bail to get out or may not be able to afford an attorney to effectively, you know, you know uh, try their case. And so, and then when you shift over and think about the prison, now these are people who are sentenced for over a year. But again, the importance is that even in the prisons, you know, they're coming back out. There's a very short uh, percentage of lifers who probably won't. And so that's something I think can be a really big misconception um, or that people don't think about or don't consider is that, you know, for me, like I would rather have somebody who's received therapy, who's received programming, who's received education and who can come out and, you know, have job opportunities, have housing opportunities and have, you know, the opportunity to just survive and live in the community and thrive, you know, rather than somebody coming out who, you know, can't get housing and, you know, can't 
come back into the community and ends up just going right back in. Saguaro Correctional Center is for prisoners with long sentences, and many have been there since it opened in 2007. According to the Department of Public Safety, the cost to house an inmate in Arizona is about $110 per day. To house that same inmate at Halava is $247 per day, more than double to provide medical treatment, services, and cover administrative costs. Kristen Johnson hopes someday the state doesn't have to send away prisoners, but she realizes there is no way that can happen given the current state of Hawaii's facilities. That's episode 22 of The Other Side of Paradise. I'm Lynn Kawano. Mahalo for listening.